0: All right, what's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show we have Curtis Boyd, who is a startup tech founder. Curtis, how you doing?
1: Hey, Timothy. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for coming on the show. We're excited to hear about you and your dreams and goals. So if you don't mind us jumping right in, and you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you'd like to do for fun, that'd be great. Sure. Uh, yeah, my name is Curtis Boyd. I'm uh, the founder of The Transparency Company. It's a tech
1: company that identifies fake positive reviews on Google Maps. Uh, let's see here. I My career started years ago. You know, I, I was a nursing student, then I got into reputation management, and then I got into coding, went back to school to learn how to code, and, and built a software company, and that's uh, where, where, where I'm at now. What do I like to do for fun? Oh man, I have a 3-year-old son, so I love to, you know, spend time with him and do uh, fun little science projects and and arts and crafts and I'm a big surfer, so I like to I like to surf and I like to travel to surf destinations surf destinations like Costa Rica, South Africa, Morocco, stuff like that.
0: I love that. I love that. And so you said the transparency company identifies fake positive reviews? on Google.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I was a reputation consultant and I was working with doctors and lawyers and contractors, it was always the same thing. They, they got a bad review and I would say, okay, is this bad review real or fake? And I'd say 60 to 70% of the time they'd be like, oh, it's real, but I just want it gone. And I'm like, what, why do you want to remove a real, like, I get it's hurting your business, but like that person has the right to, the right to leave a review about you. Um, And what I, what I realized is that in my, in my reputation career is that most fake reviews weren't negative that were affecting business owners. Most fake reviews were positive and they were negatively affecting consumers. That's when I got into more research and I decided to build technology to identify fake positive reviews to protect consumers to use as, review compliance to to understand which business invests in customer experience versus businesses that invest in overseas freelancers to generate reviews. It's like, who would you rather work for? You know, uh, who would you rather work with? A company that earned their reviews because they are dishing out amazing experiences? Or do you wanna work with a company that purchased those reviews where those experiences never happened and you have no idea what you can really
0: expect? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how do you go about identifying fake positive reviews versus real ones? Sure. So,
1: you know, um, there's two different types of metrics that we use. We, we look at content, like the actual review itself, and we look at the profile, like the behavior of the profile. So let's start with content. You know, if there's a business with 100 reviews, there should be 100 human beings with their own unique authorship style, the way they put together sentences, the the words that they use to describe things. You and I write totally different. Like you and I don't know each other very well, but I promise you, the way we write is really different. We use NLP, which is natural language processing, it's AI, to identify unique authorship styles. So out of a hundred, out of a hundred reviews, there should be a hundred authors. Our AI can can say, hey, yes, we predict that all, all of these were written by unique authors, or no, 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 there's only 50 authors here, but 100 reviews, which means one of these authors got clustered onto 50 different profiles and essentially wrote, used different profiles to write, write the reviews. So that's an example of content. We also look for keyword stuffing when they like, let's say you're reading a, a review for, I don't know, personal injury attorney, for example, and you just notice it says, best Los Angeles personal injury attorney inside the review six times they're trying to game the rankings right they do that so that they'll rank higher on Google so we look for keyword stuffing we look for lots of fun little things that most people just don't pick up on just because they're not used to vetting reviews you know um, the second is behavior like I said you know we, we look at who else they're reviewing are, are they reviewing restaurants, and shoe shops, and coffee shops, and, and theme parks, and, and other places? Or did they just review seven different dentists all over the country? You know, So we look at category diversity. We look at the distance between reviews. We look to see if there's groups of people reviewing the same businesses. We call them review pods. We look to see if they're anonymous. We look to see all sorts of fun stuff. right? So metrics, and metrics, and metrics. And then we use all those metrics, both behavior and content, to make um, uh, an overall prediction on the legitimacy of these reviews, then we score it, and then we put it into a PDF, minimum five pages, up to, I think the biggest one I've seen is about 600 pages, um, and we, we package it up into a nice PDF report called a transparency report. And that way, a business can not only like make sure the reviews are compliant, but they can also investigate their competitors. They can order reports for their competitors and they can do spam fighting and they can, you know, take their competitors down and rub their face through the dirt a little bit. Or if you're a consumer, you can use it to just say, hey, do I have the green light to give this guy my credit card to run it for 100k so that he can redo my roof or my kitchen or my chest? right? <laughs> or my calves because, you know, I'm a dude and I want new calves. I, 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 I kid, but you know what I mean? Like we, people spend a lot of money on with doctors, lawyers, and contractors. If you're going to invest a, a 10 to 100K, you know, if you might want to hedge your bet a little bit, make sure that those those experiences that you're expecting, like when you read those reviews, you know, you kind of expect the same thing for yourself. You want to make sure that those experiences are actually genuine. And not purchased for by some freelancer over in, you know, India or Bangladesh.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you have consumers use your AI, but you also have other businesses use your AI. And we have government that
1: uses our AI. Uh, three. So uh, we, ha- we have we have a a small engagement with the Economist at the FTC that started back in June. They ordered uh, or requested eighty five thousand of our reports for eighty five thousand different brands. Um, we're, hopefully we're going to start working with a small attorney general's office in, uh, in, in one of the states here in the U.S. And um, yeah, we're, we're also working with government at, uh, as well so that they can enforce the law because fake reviews are illegal. False endorsements and is, a, is a part of false advertising, which there's so much law on. It's like, don't do it. Uh, they just rolled out a new law saying they can bill you up to 45K per fake review. Now the odds of you like getting away with it right now are high, but like the the risk is if you have twenty fake reviews, that's that's almost a million dollars you're you're putting yourself at risk for. You could put yourself out of business if they decide to come if you're the unlucky person today, right? Um, and I can tell you they're buying a lot of our data, and they're they are gonna go after a lot more people pretty soon. But I'll let them announce that, Uh, you know, let the, let the world figure that out. (laughs) We're we're just going to try and try and educate uh, people about fake reviews. Like most people don't realize how bad of a problem it is. In 2019 and 2020, they disclosed on their blog that they removed 130 million fake reviews in the last two years, which is almost 180,000 fake reviews per day. Most people don't know that. Like they didn't know they're, they're removing 180,000 fake reviews per day.
0: Did you know that? No, dude, I did not know that at all.
1: Most people, most people don't. And Amazon last year removed 500 million reviews. Like other sites are removing millions of reviews each year. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. Fake reviews is a multi-billion dollar industry. And there's no one calling them out because they're so profitable. It's like, why why would you spend money identifying it when you could just jump on the bad bandwagon and, and start selling some random product or service? You just gotta, you know, Buy some fake reviews if you can do it. It doesn't align with me, and you know I'm a tech guy. I've been in reputation, so I decided to. I decided to be that guy to to build the tech to call people out.
0: Yeah, that is crazy. One, I didn't know fake reviews were so such a big deal, and two, I had no idea they were like illegal. So like, even when oh yeah, so like podcasters when uh, they do like podcast swap reviews. Is that like also illegal, or is it mainly the businesses for?
1: No, that's totally illegal. So I'll send you a link, uh, you know, either during or after our call, and I'll show you what the FTC has has to say when it comes to generating endorsements. Because reviews fall under the category of endorsements, and they have really fine guidelines on how you're allowed to collect reviews for your for your product, business, service, whatever. Just testimonials, reviews, right? So this network swap right? That doesn't cut it. It's not, it's not good. Now I get it. People do it because they want reviews, but you know, you're putting, you're putting yourself at risk really when, when you do it, it's not as bad as paying some guy overseas, you know, a hundred bucks to get 20 reviews. But the problem is, is like, it's not the, the, the method that you got it wasn't super legit. It wasn't from like, you didn't inspire a listener out of the blue to leave you feedback. You had to do something for someone else, and now there's bias, there's incentive, so it's like an incentivized review.
0: Mm. Yep, I see, dude. I'm so glad you uh, told me that because I was just like, why wouldn't somebody just do this, this, and this to get reviews for their podcast? So I'm glad I didn't.
1: <laughs> Good. I mean, they do it every day, and and it's not just podcast reviews on iTunes or or Spotify. It's in it's on the app stores right? It's on Google Maps, where, where I work in. It's on eBay. It's on Amazon. It's everywhere. Fake reviews is a massive, massive problem in every marketplace. And for the last few years, people are just getting away with everything. And we're hoping to change that, especially with local businesses, you know, doctors, lawyers, contractors, uh, specifically on Google Maps. That's, that's really our, our specialty, uh, where we can really accurately say yes these reviews they look great good to go or whoa 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 hey let's pump the brakes a second and you should take a look at that because that's that's pretty fishy
0: yeah that is wild fake reviews well there we go tell us a bit more about your motivation what gets you up and keeps you going every day oh you know
1: well you think of your life and like the legacy you know you seem like a young man or, uh, I don't know how old you are, but me, I'm 35, and I'm like, wow, my like what's
0: to guess, that? If you had to guess how old I am, what, what would it get? 26. I'd
1: say 25, 26. I'm 22. <laughs> you are 26. 22, 22. Yeah, you're 22. God bless you. Yeah, that's <laughs> amazing. 22. I was, I was not, not very ambitious. Let me tell you. But, <laughs> but now I'm 35, and I, and I'm I'm already asking the questions. Like I'm, I'm not going to be on this planet forever. What is my legacy? What am I going to leave behind? What impact am I going to have on this planet, other than hopefully me being a great father and a husband, right, to to my son and to my wife, which I I, I work hard on every day. But outside of that, like I'm gonna I'm gonna build better technology, get it educate more people about this problem. And drive more people to, you know, we have a free Chrome extension that we're actively promoting where consumers can use it for free on the Chrome on the Chrome extension store. But but for me, it comes down to like my wanting to leave a bigger legacy, not like ego driven, maybe a little ego driven, but but really it's like, I've only got, I don't know, 40 good years left in my life to to really work hard and, and actually try and make a positive change on this planet. I might. I'm not trying to cure cancer or solve climate change, but for me, I know that I can solve review fraud and make sure that people hire better doctors, that people hire better lawyers and better contractors, and I get fired up about that because there are some people that you hire they can ruin your life, really ruin your life. Uh, cut, you know, cut into the wrong part of your body, file the right wrong paperwork at court, or just not be very good at what they do it can really mess you up. So I get, I get really fired about, um, making the, making the online marketplace a better, a, a better place to, you know, make purchasing decisions and, and, you know, solve problems.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I love that. Uh, and I love that you have found a niche that works for you and that you get excited about. Cause it's just like totally not on my radar. So I'm glad somebody's doing it. <laughs>
1: Totally. It's a huge world out there and there's people doing, Because there's people who've crawled into every little niche and uh, yeah, for me, I'm into big data. I'm into big data pipelines, you know, crawling, um, you know, uh, auto- automation AI uh, that's, that's really my, 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 my jam. And I've used those skills to build a product specifically for review fraud detection or, or review compliance. And yeah, that's that's my that's my niche. And I'm, I'm always trying to uh, to bring bring awareness to it, you know, and to, to get people, um, you know, questioning what they read online on, on these review sites.
0: Yeah, there we go. Well, let's jump into your dreams and goals. Now, what is like overall your vision for the company and just dreams and goals in your personal life?
1: Dreams for the company, you know, I want to be the next Carfax of small businesses. Like I want to be a household name where people ask for our like transparency report, like don't move forward with a doctor or a lawyer until you've seen the transparency report. I want to be, I want to have that much of an impact on, on the customer purchasing cycle as Carf, Carfax does in the car industry. I mean, I don't know if you've bought a used car or, or what have you, it's mostly for used cars, but. Like they've really inserted position themselves really well to, to see like how legitimate this used car is and, and its history. I want to do the exact same thing but for small businesses and I want to insert ourselves right before like right before they make a decision part of that decision making cycle so that's that's really our goal is to be a household name um, and in, insert ourselves into that but um, uh, to, of course, to end online review fraud, right? We wanna we wanna make our tech so so good that it's really hard to really hard to um, post a fake review and not be detected by us. Um, uh, what was the other thing you wanted me to talk about? I only remember business goals. What was the other goals you wanted me
0: to talk about? Just for your personal life, so like if you want to travel or you want to like maybe do an Iron Man or just stuff like that.
1: Oh, man. So my buddy, uh, just invited me to start training with him for uh, a half Ironman. So it's, it's half of a regular Ironman and, uh, I agreed to do it. So training starts, uh, in the beginning of January and I'm pretty good shape, but not like Ironman shape and probably not even half Ironman shape, Ironman shape, but we're going to start training twice a week and, 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 you know, feeling it out. So it's in May and, uh, we'll, we'll see if we'll see if I'm ready to to do it. So that's, that's definitely a personal goal of mine, fitness. Um, You know, I think everyone has like financial goals in their own head of where they want to be at financially. Like as far, I don't know, like I, I don't try and think of like net worth, but I like to think of, um, I, I try and think of like goals that I want to hit for myself and where I want to be at. So of course I have my own personal financial goals. And then, uh, outside of that, I definitely like, I definitely think about like property, right. Uh, and, and I try and, I try and think about my goals for, I know that's financial really, but I don't know. I feel like they're, they, they could be a bit separated, I, I suppose, but yeah, those are really the, the things that, I, that I think about, you know, uh, goals wise is, oh. uh, being, yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, making sure I, I do a, a kick ass job of taking care of my, 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 my wife and son, you know, and it would be my goal is to be just basically the coolest dad ever, the best dad ever, and hopefully the best husband.
0: I love that. And so when you're talking property, are you talking real estate or Are you talking about intellectual property?
1: Uh, real estate, actually. I mean, I have some intellectual property with a company, but um, definitely real estate. You know, I get really excited about owning properties in different places. Uh, I love traveling and I love, you know, I love hopping on planes and, and going places. So uh, like some of my specific goals are definitely, you know, properties uh, all over the place.
0: Yeah. I love that. And so for the properties all over the place, is it more like a vacation home or is it more like building your rental portfolio?
1: Both actually. I love yeah. it. Yeah,
0: the, for me, I'm
1: I'm totally cool with people using using the vacation homes themselves and and uh, turning that into into you know, um, turning that inc- that property into uh, income property. But yeah, I, I I see them as one of the same things. I don't need I don't need it to be empty. I'm cool with uh, halfway used. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm okay with people using the same stuff.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And so is that kind of your means to get into your financial goals, the business and real estate, or you got other things cooking?
1: Well, the business definitely drives all of my like revenues, right? And my, my salary and, you know, all the other fun things I get to do with the, the revenue. But the, the company brings in the revenue and then from there I get to decide how I want to invest it, whether it's in stocks, precious metals, bonds, you know. For small businesses or or real estate and that's 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 generally the next question um but uh
0: yeah there we go i love it well if there were one or two people that you can meet right now and this can be a specific person or a type of person and it would really help you take the next step towards becoming the carfax of the small business world with the transparency reports who would they be and how would they do it wait if i can meet two people you said one or two people, yep, specific or type of person, who would they be, and how would they help you do that?
1: Oh, man, well, like, basically, my dream partner, (laughs) um, my, my dream partner is, uh, you know, I, I suppose it's, uh, let me, let me look up his name here, one second, um, do, 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 do. I have it in five, four, Sundar Pishai. He is the CEO of Google, right? So Sundar has the ability to basically snap his fingers and say, you know what, you guys, if you wanna use reviews in your marketing, like obviously we're, we're pretty laissez-faire about our reviews, I mean, they kind of are, but uh, they could implement uh, our, our tech and overnight, you know, we could, we could revolutionize Google reviews in the sense that they were, they'll be a lot more legitimate. So um, I think he would have the most profound impact in regards to like act, the technology actually being used a lot because, you know, whether you're like, I don't know if you're familiar with the LSA program, local search ads, or, or just Google business listings, if they were vetted and verified rather than kind of the way they are now, uh, I feel like I feel like the world would just be a better place and he has the power to, to just make it happen mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, that, that would be him. I don't know if, you know, our, our goals necessarily, necessarily align when it comes to consumer protection versus uh, business profitability. But you know, I, at the end of the day, he's still the guy that could, that can make it happen. The second person who I think could also make it happen um, <clears throat> is really a, uh, the federal trade commission and I'm, I'm working with them, uh, you know, in a sense to, to try and do it. So Bordy, already, already, already started working on it. The problem is, is, uh, you know, it's government, government can't really get involved, um, too much with private companies. So, I mean, they can, but they can't, like, it, it's hard to say, Hey, you have to use them. Right. Cause our goal is really to be like, if, you know, you know, when you, you go through a red light and there are some States where they take a picture of your driver's license, yeah we want to be the technology that records the data that records the fine right the the thing that they did wrong sent to the government so the government can, can can issue a ticket we essentially want to be the video camera fake reviews so that we can we can just capture that data send it to the government have them do their thing so they are like the number two in place where they could implement us right away in a way that's profitable and in a way that makes sense uh, that's kind of already been proven using you know private companies doing the video cameras with, with, uh, auto accidents. It's, it's similar. It's just different type of law rather than, you know, traffic law, it's advertising law.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so for Google, would they be, would it be a partnership or would they be buying you guys? Either works
1: for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, ideally I don't want to sell. Like I, I love running the company. I love my team. I love the people that I work with. I love, continuing to get better and improvement just for the sake of improvement. So I'm in a rush to exit, but if, you know, they, if they really want to, they're, they're serious about, you know, using it on their whole platform and, and taking and, and, and using us, then yeah, I, I would definitely,
0: I definitely sell. There we go. What are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you reach that um, goal of ending online review fraud
1: oh man um you know don't take things at face value Uh, don't things aren't what they seem especially on online reviews um it's better to hire like a company with a like 3.8 to 4.2 star average than like a perfect five-star average everyone wants oh i have to have a business with a five-star average it's like they have a five-star average. You you should be really suspicious of that. You you want to see bad reviews? Because bad reviews are real. They're normal. Like, I think the best experiences come from businesses you know that have anywhere from like a three point seven to like four point one average, based on my research. So, don't necessarily just go for the highest ranking. Look for a larger number of reviews and a less than perfect rating, and you should be you should be well
0: served. Yeah. There we go. Awesome, man. Well, let's jump into our thriving three now. What is your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Other than this podcast. Yeah,
1: of course. I mean, I'm probably going to go with, uh, probably going to go with movie and uh, Game of Thrones isn't a movie, so I can't include that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, oh man, movie. What's my favorite movie? Uh, i'm a nerd so you know big big probably the hobbit from jr token so that's probably
0: my favorite movie not go. very inspirational it's just really good sci-fi for anyone who hasn't seen it yeah there we go what's one way you like to take care of yourself
1: oh man uh i like getting you know massages and facials and, and face shaves you know where they they do the straight razor and stuff i like I like uh, taking the time to just relax and try and let my mind go blank while someone is, you know, helping me, (laughs) helping me look good for my, my, my wife.
0: I love it. (laughs) I need to go get me a massage. I have not, uh, not done it yet. And I've been wanting it for so long. It's like, I'm at that point in my life where it's the first time where I can actually make decisions. Like I'm going to go get a massage. Cause when I was 16, I couldn't do it. When I was in college, I was broke. And I was like, still, my finances still aren't the best, but I go get a massage, you know?
1: You definitely <laughs> want to invest in yourself. Like you, you, you have the power to go out there and make more money. You can go out there and make as much money as you want. So by investing in yourself, you're taking care of yourself. You're resting your mind. You're taking care of your body. You're just feeding that engine to go, to go do more.
0: There we go. And what is one action step you can take right now to either partner with Google or get bought out by Google, or uh, continue to take if you're already doing it. You may already be doing. It.
1: No, I mean, right now we're not trying very hard at all with them specifically. Uh, so I guess you know, reaching out to them would be a great place to start. Just trying to start a trying to trying to start a conversation. Um, we've been in some pretty big research papers, like you know, with the, we we released a, a co- we co published a a very large research paper on fake reviews called the state of review fraud with a massive company. Um, It's hard to believe they, they don't know about us. I, I just feel like we're not necessarily aligned in the way we feel about fake reviews. Like for me, fake reviews is a massive problem. Maybe for them, it's not such a big problem. So, but, but to your point, like, what could I do? I could definitely start a conversation with them, say hi and say, Hey, maybe you've heard of me, maybe you haven't, but my name's Curtis and I detect fake positive reviews on your, on your map software.
0: <laughs> yep. There we go. Awesome. Do you think you know anybody who's like maybe three connections away from? I'm oh, name. totally.
1: Yeah. I could look right now. I've got, I, I, I definitely, definitely on LinkedIn. I definitely have a second tiered connection to the trust and safety teams over there.
0: Oh yeah. Love it. There we go. Well, I got two more questions for you. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the power of consistency in your business and in you starting the business. And for those out there who are struggling with consistency, how we can be more consistent.
1: I love that phrase, just the power of consistency, because it is super powerful. Some days you're going to fall on your face and then you're going to fall on your face again. And the whole day is going to suck. And you're going to wonder, why did this day have to happen? And it, it it's it's going to be terrible. And then some days, like me this morning, you're going to be doing cartwheels because of how excited you are based on all the hard work you've put into something, right? That's That something is finally paying off. There's a really good image of two diamond miners, right? One diamond miner finally hit it. And the other guy is like, is about to give up, but he's just one more stroke away from hitting it. And it, it is essentially the moral of the story, like be, show up, show up and be consistent. Um, there, there are like cases of course, where you actually should probably should stop <laughs> doing what you're doing. Uh, to be honest, like, I'm not trying to be mean, but there are cases where you gotta know, like, is the juice worth the squeeze? but that comes with interviewing your customers, interviewing, uh, you know, uh, influencers in the space, right? The idea, like, uh, you know, basically lead, uh, thought leaders in the space, like you need to be always talking with them. You need to be talking with your customers and understanding how valuable your product or service is. Um, because some people just don't do that and they keep pushing and they keep pushing and they're not doing the right type of, of product research. So, Yeah. If, if, if you, if you're really, if you're really adamant, it's not hard just to get feedback and then do whatever you're doing, but just change it a little bit, you know, align yourself with the answers that you're getting about your products and your service and how you can do a better job. Um, even, even there's something, there's always something you can take away and learn from and evolve. Um, I think it's really a skill. And once you've adapted that skill, then you're off to the races.
0: Absolutely. And for those out there struggling with consistency, what are some tips you would have for them to be more consistent in their lives?
1: Uh, You know, like I said, earlier, showing up is the hardest part, just actually like getting up and being like, this is where I'm going to do work. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat and take care of myself and make sure that I'm ready to work, like preparing yourself for work, like physically and then mentally, like no matter, no, like it, let's say you're a solo founder and you're, you're just starting your own business and you finally got an MVP or a product you want to sell. And it's like, how am I going to sell it? Like, crap, I have to do sales. I don't want to do sales. I just, I want people to sell it for me. But it's like, first, before you can train a sales manager, you have to figure out the sale yourself. You have to understand the value propositions. You have to understand the script and get through it. Like you actually have to pick up the phone and start dialing. So you need to, you need to mentally like you've seen Deadpool where he's like, he just says maximum effort, you know, before he does something, you got to do the same thing yourself. You got to really throw maximum effort at something, get it, get into your uncomfort zone, because usually the things that you're most uncomfortable with are exactly the things that you need to be doing. And that those are the things we usually push off or say, you know, I don't want to do that right now. I'd rather focus on my strength or something I like doing or something I'm good at it's usually the things we're not good at that we we should be doing first and then doing the things we're good at second. so you know if you're struggling with sales and you need more revenue and, but you like a certain other part of your business most likely you need to you need to pick up the phone and figure out your sales process and get get more serious about that.
0: yeah, absolutely. there we go. our last question requires a bit of pretext. So you know how there are people on the planet who have more of a fixed mindset, they're not willing to accept help, they're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they live their whole life like that, and they'll end up dying like that. Other times, they'll make the switch at some point in their life to a growth mindset, willing to accept help, willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that switch?
1: Oh. I think it has to do with like a breakdown of the ego, right? Our ego is what protects us from feeling stupid, from feeling like we're inadequate, right? Or basically kind of this doubt, right? Um, by realizing that it's okay not to know absolutely everything, that it's okay not to know everything. You shouldn't know everything. And if you think you know everything, yikes, like you're, of course you're not getting anywhere, right? Um, I think it's really a deconstruction of the ego to really understand that there are people out there who are very good at what they do, and your strengths are totally different. I think, I think it comes down to, uh, to a breakdown of the ego and then really an understanding of yourself. Having a good understanding of – an honest understanding of yourself and your own strengths – That way you can start playing into other people's strengths really well and creating alignment and creating an organization that has, that's well-rounded.
0: There we go. Break down that ego, understand your strengths. Yep. Awesome. Well, Curtis, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off?
1: Uh, No, I, I I enjoy this, these types of conversations. I I hope, hopefully uh, someone out there found this, uh, this valuable and, you know, I'm always available on LinkedIn to chat. If anyone ever wants to, to, you know, talk about fake reviews or even entrepreneurship, I'm always available for a, for a quick chat.
0: There we go. I love it. Well, Curtis, thanks for coming on the show. If you guys are listening to this and you loved what Curtis had to say, you were like, dang, I have been screwed over by some fake reviews or know some friends who have one, buy some of his transparency reports. Two, <laughs> connect with him on LinkedIn. Make sure to talk about that and make sure to spread the word about how serious fake reviews are. As we always ask, send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes. And Curtis, you look like you got something to say.
1: No, no, I'm just
0: smiling. All righty, then we're out.